I have something super exciting to announce to you all. Behind the scenes, we've been working on a very special book, which is full of stories that I've read out on the show. This paperback collection features 38 original stories written especially for the Short Stories for Kids podcast. From princesses exploring a castle to bullying aliens out to steal the moon, this book is packed with witty, entertaining tales to keep kids amused. There are pirates, skeletons, dinosaurs, mermaids, and much, much more. Discover for yourself just why Short Stories for Kids is enjoyed by so many children all over the world. Available on Amazon. The link is in the show notes. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Short Stories for Kids. I'm Lucy, your host, and I'm here to read you exciting stories every single week. Now, time for our shout-outs where we say hello and thank you to Nicholas and Dominic, Madison, who lives in Little Rock, Arkansas, Emmy and Hazel, who live in Rochester, New York, Elena, who lives in Maine. Rylan and Cameron, who live in Pennsylvania. Hi, guys. And Riley Lee, who lives in Taiwan. Thank you so much for your shout-out requests, guys. And if you would like to get a thank you and hello on the show, all you have to do is visit our website at shortstoriesforkidspodcast.com and send us a message giving us your names and where you live in the world. Okay, so today's story request comes from Ryan. And Ryan has a very interesting story request. He has asked for a story about an evil water pollution maker and a ninja dino Wow, that is quite a combination, Ryan. Thank you so much for your cool ideas. And we hope that you love your story. And everyone else, too. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Ninjas, as you probably know, are experts at moving silently. They are stealthy, great at hiding, and most people would never even know they were there, which is particularly useful for two very big reasons. The first is that Ryan has one living at his house. His name is Doug, and Ryan's family and friends have never met him, so they don't know anything about him, which is just as well because of the second reason. Doug is a dinosaur. As if having a secret ninja living in your bedroom wasn't mind-blowing enough, having one who is also a dinosaur would probably make most people's brains melt out of their ears while their socks popped off. It's just too bonkers to take in all at once. But that was Ryan's life, and he liked it that way. He wouldn't swap his friendship with Doug for anything in the whole world. During the day, Ryan and Doug's life was a simple one. 
They'd play board games and video games together, draw pictures, build models, and generally have fun. Everyone else in the house thought Ryan had an imaginary friend. So when they heard talking or laughing, they just assumed he was nattering to someone who wasn't really there. Ryan and Doug always found that really funny. But at nighttime, when Ryan went to bed, Doug would go out on patrol. Using his stealthy ninja skills, he'd slip out of the house and go looking for the bad guys. Anyone who was deliberately bringing misery to others. In truth, Ryan would have loved to have gone with Doug, but Ryan didn't know the ways of the ninja, and although Doug had taught him some tricks, Ryan had a very long way to go, and he was just happy to be taught anything that Doug wanted to teach him. So Ryan was very surprised to be woken one night by Doug gently rocking his shoulder. Wake up, Ryan. I need your help. Ryan was out of bed and dressed in no time. Lacking a ninja outfit of his own, Ryan kept a pair of black sneakers, a black sweatshirt, and some black sweatpants under his bed. This was exactly the moment he'd been hoping for, and he wasn't going to miss this opportunity. What's going on? Ryan asked. Somebody has been dumping garbage into rivers and lakes in the area these past few weeks, explained Doug as they climbed out of the window. Oh, that's awful, said Ryan, looking cross. Exactly, agreed Doug as they slipped through the nighttime shadows. The waste that gets dumped is harmful to the creatures that live in and around the water. We need to catch whoever's doing it before they dump something even worse. They crossed a street where a handful of cars still used the road despite the late hour. Ryan was careful to follow Doug's lead so they could cross safely and unseen. But how do we know where to look for them? asked Ryan. How do we know which river or lake to keep an eye on? We don't, said Doug. They'd stopped on top of a bridge over a smaller road. But I've got my ninja skills to track whoever it is down, and I know they have to drive under this bridge to get to wherever they're going. Good work, said an impressed Ryan. But what if we've missed them already? Not this polluter, Doug explained. This person likes to dump their mess in the earliest hours of the morning. We've got some time to wait yet. So we just stay in the shadows and wait? asked Ryan. That's right, trainee Ninja Ryan. We wait. And so they waited. Ryan was determined to hide just as well as Doug and was pleased when a cat walked within touching distance and had no idea they were there. Look, whispered Doug suddenly. Headlights were coming. They swiftly crossed the other side of the bridge as a big battered truck trundled slowly beneath them. What do we do? asked Ryan as loudly as he dared. We jump, said Doug as he took Ryan's hand and they dropped over the edge. They landed with a gentle thump onto the rear of the truck. 
but any noise they made was disguised by the vehicle's engine. The driver was completely unaware they were there and unknowingly carried the secret passengers to the planned dumping ground. This turned out to be a small river on the edge of town, known for its salmon and otters. The truck steered down a dusty track, out of sight of any roads or houses, before eventually backing up to the reed-covered riverbank. Ryan stole a glance at his dino ninja friend, but Doug remained motionless as they listened. The driver climbed down from the cab and they heard footsteps crunch on the stones all the way to the truck's rear. The doors were thrown open and then the driver climbed up inside. Doug and Ryan crept up to the end of the truck's roof and peered over the edge. The truck was full of barrels of foul-smelling liquid that stank so badly it made Ryan's eyes water. The driver was dragging one of the barrels to the edge of the doorway, chuckling away to herself as she did so. Gonna make me so much money for dumping this little lot, she laughed. And there's so much more of it that I'm gonna be kept busy for weeks. I'm gonna be rich. She pushed the barrel over the edge and it thumped onto the track. Fortunately, it stayed in one piece. She hopped down after that, stood it up, and wrenched off the lid. The smell just got worse. It stank of used diapers, rotten cabbage, and moldy old boots. Whoo, that sure stinks, laughed the woman. The sooner you're in the river, the better. But instead of tipping it into the waterway, she climbed back into the truck for another barrel. Ryan looked at Doug, and Doug nodded. It was time for action. Dropping over the lip of the roof, they swung into the back of the truck. Ryan landed in a crouch behind the woman, while Doug flipped over her head to drop down between her and the barrels. The sudden appearance of this mysterious dinosaur-shaped figure made her screech in surprise. <sighs> she stepped backwards and her lower legs collided with the crouching Ryan, sending her toppling backwards. Over she went to land head first in the stinky gloop of the open barrel. Good work, Ryan, said Doug. Come on, we'd better get her out quick. They hauled her out by her feet and dumped her down against the truck's wheel. She looked dreadfully sick. Her hair had gone green, her skin had turned a bright red, and her eyes were streaming with tears. Wah! she cried. Look what it's done to me. I feel dreadful. And that was just a quick dunking said Doug. Yeah, agreed Ryan. Imagine what all those barrels would have done to the wildlife in the river. Ryan used the woman's phone to call the police and an ambulance, and they stood guard until they arrived, before melting into the shadows as the flashing blue lights approached. The police had no idea who had saved the day, but they were certainly pleased to have caught the mystery polluta. Later, back in Ryan's bedroom, 
Doug congratulated Ryan for all of his help. Ryan, you've got the makings of a great ninja. Oh, thanks, Doug, said Ryan. Does that mean I can come out with you again sometime? Sure, said Doug the Dino Ninja with a smile. How does tomorrow night sound? The end.